It's human nature to care about what other people think about us because how we are perceived matters to us. But what happens when we hold more value to what other people think about us or the decisions that we're making over our own thoughts about who we are and the decisions that we're making? Well, it kind of creates this potential for their opinion to alter our thoughts and ultimately alter our behaviors. Well, today I want us to talk about three ways to manage other people's opinions of you so that you aren't forgetting about the person whose opinion matters the most, yours. So let's talk about that, shall we? If you're new or returning, I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. I'm Chastity, a mom therapist and coach over on momfullyyou.com. I love helping you recreate an identity you love so that you don't lose your sense of self in motherhood. And if you are with me today and you find yourself in a place where you're ready to stop worrying if who you are will be good enough for your children, or for your partner, if you're tired of sacrificing your boundaries in order to dodge that glooming rejection, if you're overlooking for other people to affirm or validate or even accept you, and you want to get to the bottom of why it's so hard for you to feel like you're enough in the first place, right? Where does that even come from? Well, breaking the cycle of inadequacy is for you. In this live workshop, I'm going to be helping you rebuild your internal validation so that you can manage those negative beliefs about who you are and develop your sense of enoughness. You won't be chasing to reach this moment of, aha, I'm finally competent, but you can meet yourself right where you are and say, I am enough. In this 75-minute workshop, you're going to learn where those external approval um, kind of mindset comes from, why it can be damaging to you and all of the relationships that you're in, how to develop your own sense of this validation, and the skills to help you function out of an inside-out perspective. So I hope to see you there May 27th at 3 p.m. Central Standard. You can find out more in the show notes or by going to momfullyyou.com backslash breaking dash inadequacy. (laughs) It's a little tricky to say. Well, let's get into today's episode. So over in my stories in Instagram, I like to ask questions and or open up the the question box, if you will. Um, So I'll say, ask me anything. And so these questions from all over come in. And the question that I got that we'll be talking about today often comes up. And so someone asked, how do I deal with my own parents making me feel like I'm not parenting good enough. And she didn't disclose, but I would imagine that her decisions about how she's raising her children does not meet the expectation of her parents. So whether they think that she should be doing exactly what they did when they were parenting and raising her, or if they think what she is doing is completely wrong, um, that is hard, right? Because we expect to be the most seen, the most valued, the most respected, the most honored by the people that we love, especially our parents, right? And we hope that they see in us this goodness, right? We hope that they'd be proud and that they would encourage and respect our decisions. But unfortunately, 
that does not always happen. And if that's your story, I want you to know that your parents or even other people, right, that are close to you, they do not get to determine what's right for you. I know this stings and there's a real sense of hurt and rejection, right? That is there when they don't recognize the good in you, the good that you're doing, right? And oftentimes even jump to criticize you, but their words are their words and you don't have to take them as your truth. That's hard, right? That's hard. But let's talk for a second why that's so hard. That's hard because we attach so much of who we are to how we are perceived, right? And how we are perceived and what we do, is it measurable? Is it in the rankings of everyone who's in the category as me? How you are perceived, you care about that and you attach your identity even to that. So it is human nature to care what other people think. It's absolutely human nature to care about what your parents think because they are the ones that kind of trailblaze this path of like, okay, they're going to affirm me, encourage me, accept me, uh, see that what I'm doing and who I am is good, right? But this can turn to be very unhealthy to care about what other people think without caring about what you think too. So there's a difference, right? Putting so much value, so much stock in what other people say and think and believe about us without even considering, well, what do I think? What do I want to know about myself? What do I say about this decision, right? So going that route of caring what other people think can absolutely lead you to a place of doubting yourself and ultimately feeling like your decisions or your ideas or your thoughts or even your feelings are not good enough or even that they're too much. They're taking up too much space. You shouldn't be asking for that. You shouldn't be complaining about that, right? So how do we change this? How do we switch this up so that our perspective from soaking in these opinions, that doesn't happen anymore. Those opinions of our family, right? The opinions of people that we care about, even the opinions from strangers sometimes, if we're honest, right? So that that does not soak into us and prevent us from viewing ourselves and our decisions that we make as good enough. So here are, here's kind of what comes to my mind, a perspective shift that I want to lend to you. I invite you to really kind of think about viewing this in a different way. So here it is, seeing their opinions, your family, your friends, the people on the internet who don't really know you, (laughs) seeing their opinions as disagreements instead of seeing them as disapproval. Now, I know, listen to that. It's like, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, got it. But let's dig in a little deeper, okay? So when we think about disapproval, to me, disapproval says something like, you cannot do this. You cannot move forward with this idea, thought, feeling that you have because it's wrong. It's the bad timing. You don't have the um, authority to, to think or feel this way or the right to think or feel this way, right? You can't. So if you think about if you're putting in time at your job, right? You wanna go on a vacation that you haven't had in a long time. And you're ready to put this time in for your vacation. You're ready, you got the emails sent out, you're waiting for the response, and they come back and say, denied. 
your vacation is not approved, your vacation is rejected, right? They're basically telling you that what you're asking for, your idea and your thought about this vacation at this time, going to this place is not approved. We are not going to allow you to do this. We're not going to allow you to pursue this idea of going to the islands. That's not going to happen, right? You can't. And you having this kind of rejection from them, since they're your boss, you're like, okay, all right. But think of this in the perspective of someone kind of talking about your decisions about something. You know, you have an idea, you have a um, something, that, some kind of way that you've learned to parent your children, right? And your parents disapprove, kind of like the story that we're talking about here. And so they say something that is hurtful, right? They say something that says they disapprove of what you are doing. And they're saying, you can't do that. It's not right for you to do that in this moment, right? Well, what happens is we take that as, oh my gosh, that means if they disapprove, I can't. And so you might find yourself trying to strive, well, what will make them approve? What will make them allow me to go to the islands for vacation, right? What will allow them to see my parenting as okay or good? Like, what is it going to take to please them, right? We want so badly to hear, good job. What you're doing is important. What you're doing matters. And it's one of the reasons why motherhood is so hard because so much of what we do is invisible. You can't really see all of the effort and energy that we put into this role, right? And then if the things that you are doing is seen, if it's criticized or frankly, if it's just not being acknowledged, it can feel very, very hurtful and also very exhausting both mentally and physically, right? Because you start to play back their words. They don't like my parenting. He didn't like the way I did this. She said I was too much in this area, right? So you start to play back those words and they just have a field day in your mind. You start to question your actions and, well, did I do it right? I mean, I guess they do kind of have a point and I did turn out okay. And, you know, this person said I'm doing too much.com like does she have a point am i in the wrong right what happens after you question those um your thoughts rather could be that you start altering your boundaries and you start altering your behaviors so you start changing your mind well again they 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 got to kind of have a point there so maybe i'll just rethink this whole thing you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. I'm overreacting. And if you change your mind, then maybe you start kind of altering also your behaviors. But what if you don't change your mind? What if you don't change your mind, but you just stop speaking your mind, right? You stop telling them, hey, actually, this is what I want. This is how I want to raise my kids. This is what I'm going to do about my self-care. This is how I'm going to set a boundary. And I'd appreciate it if you respected it, right? If we stop speaking that, then ultimately that could lead to like this feeling of them violating an unknown boundary. 
and there it is, hurt again, right? So they're saying something that's hurtful to you, but in your attempts to prevent them from hurting you, you don't speak up about it. It's like, I'm not even going to bring this topic up because I already know they're going to criticize me. So I'm not going to speak about what is important to me. I'm not going to stop them when they say something hurtful, when they do something I don't agree with because I want to keep the peace and prevent us from going down this path that I do not want to go down, right? Well, when you stop holding boundaries, whether they are emotional or physical, you can ultimately lead to this kind of friction within your relationship, right? So they got opinions that make you question yourself and whether you're doing a good job or if you're good enough at what you're doing. And you don't tell them that that's hurtful. So the need for you to be respected is not met. So then that causes this conflict within your relationship, right? Now, there is definitely a lot of room for accountability on their part to not say hurtful things, right? And to view you in a respectful way. But we can't always control that, Why, right? We can't always um, encourage people to treat us in a way that could be helpful or even healthy. Sometimes for whatever reason, our parents or the people that are close to us, our friends, right? They say things out of their own perspective that could be hurtful for us. And we can't always predict that. And we can't always change that. Right. And I know that that can be hard, I know that that can be hurtful, but here's part two of the main point here, and that is seeing their opinions as just a disagreement. All right, so let's look into what a disagreement is, right? So if we go back to that analogy of you putting in your request to go to the go on a much needed vacation, right? You put in the request, the request, and it comes back, and they say, well. This is not a week that is available for you to take a vacation, but you can go, you know, two weeks from now or you can go on this date or you can't go this long, but we'll allow you to go three days versus seven, whatever it is. Right. They kind of have a a different perspective on your idea of the vacation that you want to take. Right. So this disagreement pretty much instead of saying I can't, it says I wouldn't right? Sorry. The disagreement says instead of you can't, it says I wouldn't. So they, that view says their perspective is different from mine. They have a different take, a different angle. They have a different suggestion, right? Something that they would do if this situation was in their hands, right? Disapproval, you can't versus disagreement, I wouldn't. So when you view it in this way, you're able to bounce their thoughts off of you and prevent them from soaking in to you. This kind of, oh, they just made a statement that shows that we don't align in the same value when it comes to parenting skills, right? Or they just shared a perspective that is different from how I want to live out my life, whether it be how I'm taking care of my mental health, how I'm taking care of my physical health, right? My relationship, they just have a different angle. It doesn't mean that they have the right to disapprove, right? So if we see it in that difference of a way, right? We can also recognize that maybe for them, they did the best that they could. They did the best from their angle, the best from their perspective. And just how I can see that they did the best for them 
I can also see and allow myself to do the best that is for me, right? And more importantly, they don't have to like it. They don't have to enjoy it. They don't have to agree with it, right? Whenever you're putting in that notice to your job for a vacation, you're not necessarily looking for them to be like, woo woo, you go girl. You get that vacation, okay? We've been seeing you work, which would be nice for them to say that, right? But sometimes it's just formality. Sometimes it's just, yeah, that's cool. You got it. I'll put it in the system, right? Sometimes it's just them receiving what you are already clear about, right? So they don't have to like it. Even when it comes to the people that we love, they don't have to like what you're doing. They don't have to enjoy it and they don't have to agree with it right? If you are not harming anyone and you are coming from a place of what works for you and a place that says what I'm offering is enough despite your approval, imagine what that viewpoint could do for you, right? Would it bring you more peace about the decisions, right? That you're making and even your sense of self. We talk about confidence. We talk about this stability within ourselves and connecting to an identity that we love, that comes with peace. And peace comes with, despite what environment I'm in, despite what other people around me are telling me, trying to influence me to sway towards their opinions, I'm going to stick with what, what is best for me, with what I know to be true with my values and what I want for my life, right? Imagining that viewpoint could also help you with your boundaries, right? Help them be healthier and firmer because they don't bend in attempts to dodge rejection. Now, not saying again that you're not gonna care about rejection because we all do. It's a part of our nature, but being swayed by it, allowing rejection to kind of rule your behaviors and your thought patterns, that's what we want to kind of get away from. To be considerate of it, to think about it, sure, but let it soak in and completely wreck havoc on our decisions? No, (laughs) ma'am. You know um, what is good for you, right? And to also know that who you are is good without approval is where we want to go. So to review, um, it is hurtful for people to project their opinions onto you. That is a fact. Whether they are very close to us, that probably hurts a little more. Or whether they're strangers, right? That can be hurtful. But also knowing this, their opinions don't have to be true. They don't have to agree, right? And then taking on this perspective of disagreement does not mean disapproval. They don't have to like it. They don't have to agree with it in order for me to move forward with my original thoughts, my original plans, my original behaviors about what I want to see best in my life. Hmm. I wonder how that feels. I want you to soak all of that in, even if you have to go back and replay it and listen to it over and over again. If rebuilding your internal validation sounds like something that is going to be helpful for you to be able to manage these negative beliefs and help bounce these opinions off of you so that you don't make it a part of who you are, so that ultimately you can develop this sense of where I am right now is enough. 
if that's what you're looking for, if and if I can support you in that, join me in the Break in the Cycle of Inadequacy class that's happening May 27th at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going deep. I promise you, you're going to walk away with a better understanding of how this works, how you got started in it in the first place, and how to get out of it so that you can function out of a place of enoughness in any environment that you're in, okay? You can find out more about getting your ticket in the show notes. And before we go, let's just do this. Repeat after me. The environment that is within me is just as good, if not better, than the environment outside of me.